Hello, and welcome to Mishmash. This is Mish Hancock, where I get to talk to the weird, wonderful, and wacky people of this world, people I want to know more about. And I actually know a lot about our next guest, but you just never know what's going to show up in these podcasts. My guest today is Steve Summers. He is the curator of TEDx Gateway Arch and the co-founder of Chronicle Ferguson. Hello, Steve. So weird or wacky or both. <laughs> well, but wonderful. Well, that's thank you. <laughs> I suppose, yes. But weird in a good way. Thank you. Right? Again. I don't have bad weird. No, no, no. Bad weird don't get to show equals good restraining weird. order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No stalkers. Okay, right? <laughs> okay. Good. Now that we have that out of the way. Hi, Mish. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. I'm good. Yeah. So we uh, we've had some adventures together. Mm, years of adventures. I'm telling you. Do you, please tell the story because it is an awesome story about how you came to be the curator of TEDx Gateway Arch. Is it an awesome story? It is. It yeah. started out with you reading a magazine. I mean, come well, on. That's true. Yeah. You saw you saw an article in a magazine and just went, I'm doing this. Wired magazine. Yep. An article about TEDx Bozeman. Which is so popular. Oh, you would think. <laughs> so you'd figure that if Bozeman had an active TEDx group going, that St. Louis would, right? Exactly. Yeah, but no. So, everything else we're behind, we're apparently behind Bozeman, Montana. Well, and kind of behind Ted, too. When we started this, there weren't a lot of people that knew what Ted was. No, no, other than that movie. Remember that, too? Oh, you're doing something (laughs) with that movie. You mean that movie with Mark Wahlberg? Yes. Oh, my gosh. The Obscene Teddy Bear. That's what we're dedicating half of our (laughs) lives to, yes. So, okay, so go ahead. So, you saw it. You were like, if the Bozeman can do it, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there was some activity in St. Louis that, skip a bit, and uh, you and I, we met. My brother had suggested that you might be interested, and then that phone call. (laughs) Yay, Bob. Thank (laughs) you, Bob. Like one of the most, uh, I don't know, kinetic phone calls I've ever maybe been on. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Mish, this is Steve. Do you want to do something with TEDx? Yes! (laughs) I was so excited, though. Yeah. I mean... It's like part of my DNA, I think. So to get to be a part of it, you're and still I, so and I always, You're still so excited. I love it. I do. I, yeah. you know, we need to take breaks. Yeah, which is we been needed good. a break. This has been a good break. It's been but, a good break. But it's if I could do it full time, full force, yeah. all the time, I totally would. Ten events. I know. We had we've had ten large events. <laughs> it only seems like yesterday. I mean, it only seems like seven large <laughs> events, right? Why? Mm. Why did we do so many events? I don't know. At first, to get our feet wet and to get our name out there. It did. It did. It It built momentum. Yeah. We have our peeps. We we do. We We need more peeps. We need organized peeps. We need organized peeps. Yeah. If anybody wants to volunteer for TEDx Gateway Arch, please let me know. Yes. Get on the Studio C uh, Facebook page. (laughs) I I know what's going on in that page, so you might as well tell me there, and I will... I will get you hooked up with us. And hopefully shortly they'll be talking to our strategic organizer. Yes. How's yeah, we've got it. We're gonna get a person that's gonna help us to truly find those volunteers that, as we have, have Ted in their DNA. I think that's a part right. of being a part of this organization is you just gotta love it and have a passion for it. Right. And then find where that passion fits and then have somebody that can organize people to make sure that they stay within their area of passion. We've got other <laughs> things that we got to do. We can't, uh, yeah, oof. 
it's it's it well and so you talk to anybody though that runs a volunteer organization and this is what you're going to hear it's yeah. it's a tough gig we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this without our volunteers no there's no way and we've had some amazing people that have come to the forefront that yep. have carried us and are there yep for everything yep. so and are just solid and will be with us i think for a long time they really as we enjoy it they do too yeah those are the ones we love to hang so with so what do you think is your I mean, this is a tough one. Blue. I mean, like, yes, you're right. Oh my gosh. No, it's actually green. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, all of the various speakers we've had. Mm. It's it's a tough one, but the to me, a very memorable one is Bill Donius because he's just been our buddy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like stuck with us and I kind of feel like he's a mentor to us in a way. Like I would agree. I'm gonna I wanna stay a part of you guys. I want you to grow. I want you to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. He totally believes in us. Yeah. Well, Peter Raven. Oh, wow. That yeah. was awesome, wasn't like it? Peter Raven and Lola. Well, and memorable. You, <laughs> when you said memorable, I thought, well. There's no way to forget no. Lola. In fact, right after. So Lola Von Ella, who is a burlesque dancer, an yeah. international burlesque yeah. star. And um, by the end of her, so first of all, one of my favorite talks. It was a great talk. It was an amazing talk. Um, but at the end, she was rather scantily clad. Well, yeah, a week before the live event, she's telling us that, well, I'm I'm going to finish, but I'll be legal in the state of Missouri. <laughs> and you're like, like what? And, and legal is what, like what does that four mean? square inches of material or something. <laughs> and the teenage volunteers we had that had to get permissions, yeah, it was, oh, that was memorable. Yeah. Well, and so my teenage daughter... Yeah. Was there, and I told her, I said, "We, you know, we're going to watch this talk." I'm like, "Uh, this is going to kind of be a lesson for you, hun. So just be prepared." Yeah. <laughs> but it was an awesome talk. But I just remember at the end, um, as you were walking Lola off, I mean, from my my daughter's point of view, she was giggling. She's like, "Oh, look at Steve. He's like with a naked lady." <laughs> <laughs> and he's all red. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and and I mean, how? Yeah. What did that feel like? You're like, uh, hi, here I, well, here we go. We're walking off the stage now. <laughs> no, very memorable. Um, Decker, Decker Moss. Oh, Decker Moss. I like Decker. That is a talk that I believe um, with, you know, with all these transgender people out there that every single one of them should watch this. Yeah. Yeah. We were kind of ahead of the curve on that one, weren't we? Very ahead. And I think it was an important message because you know as i'm from hillsborough yeah so we had we had this going on in hillsborough for a while and um i believe that the student in question uh did not have really good people around uh, her him to you know help them through this situation and i wanted to just take that decker moss talk and go please watch this yeah. and understand that what is happening in your world right now is not just about you Right. It is about you and your community and your friends and your family, which is what Decker realized at a certain point. Yeah. You know, of and course, coming into a little bit older than this person, but you know, right. good right. to good information and to have. And probably was in a more urban setting where it was a little bit more acceptable. Well, Hillsborough accepted it. The problem was is that she wanted to be in the locker rooms with the girls. Yeah. And the girls weren't too hip on that. Neither were the parents because officially still a boy, you know, right. legally. Um, and that was the part we were like, ooh, yeah. Mm, yeah, problematic. Not not feeling that. But the media made it look like. Yeah. 
it was something else. So we're going to take, uh, speaking of the media, we'll, I, that's going to be yeah. a great segue for our next, our next part here. We're going to take a real quick break, and we will be back with Mishmash. Get raw with chaos on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. at studiocradio.com. And we're back to Mishmash, and we're talking to Steve Summers. And we we ended the last segment talking about media and how the media can make things look, which is the perfect segue into Chronicle Ferguson. So tell us about Chronicle Ferguson. All right. So Chronicle Ferguson is a crowdsourced, crowdfunded project for which we're putting together a book of images. It'll be almost just all images with the occasional tweet introduction to a chapter that its primary use is to be for educational purposes, teaching the events around Ferguson, the history before and the events during. Right. And how did this start? I mean, how, how did, like, did you meet Santiago when he was mm. out there taking pictures and it went from there? Or how did it all come together? Well, we had a mutual friend. Uh, Santiago had been out at some of the demonstrations. I had two. We hadn't met. And he's, I'm sorry, the co-founder. Yes. Santiago Bianco is the co-founder of Santiago Chronicle Bianco. Ferguson. So we should yep. get that out there. He's the photographer uh, among us. I took some photos, but you know, he's really, he's the guy. And I was looking at some of his photos after events on South Grant, and they were just lovely images uh, in spite of the events. And the thought had sort of started with the idea of creating a, a coffee table book of images that were just beautiful images, photographic. And then it evolved from that to be more of an educational tool uh, it was always going to be crowd-sourced. Right. And we just came off a Kickstarter campaign. Successful where, Successful, yep, yep. yep. 20, Very awesome. 25K. Woohoo! good seed money. Congratulations. Um, thank That's you. That's not an easy feat. No, it, it took you helping us. <laughs> a little. And Dan. I helped a thank little. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> um, yeah, and just a lot of community involvement, a lot of lessons learned from TEDx as to getting people who are passionate about a thing. Right. A handful of really dedicated interns and volunteers. Um, We've been lucky enough to get some corporate sponsorship. Emerson and Fontbonne. Very cool. Have uh, offered support. And uh, we're busy developing the educational tools to bring this to middle schools is the goal. And the thing that I found interesting, because and since... um, and Ferguson was such a huge impact on our community, mm. and um, and I have since met so many people that were involved with it in some way. And Johnny Little, who is the PR guy for Ferguson, was telling me he's like, "What you saw on TV happened within a couple blocks, and that's all they kept showing. Right? They weren't showing the rest of the story, which is what you you guys are saying. There's right. more to this story, right? And so we want to share all of it so that." Historically, we have a better view of what happened right. as opposed to here's what they're going to write in the history books is going to make it look one way when may not that may not be everything. So we're looking exactly. We're looking at a more of a first person narrative as as we collect, I think we have 60 or 70 photographers now and 3 or 4000 images as we get past 100 or 200 photographers who've taken different images, we'll have I think uh a better perspective as to what actually happened. And media, wow. as we've learned, gets those folks 
are sent out on assignment and they're told, capture this kind of image or this kind of video. Exactly. So they're pre-assigned as to what they're looking for. Right. So right. all the beauty that might be in the thing is is not what they're assigned to do. And the um, when it ca- the the other thing I'm interested in you sharing with everybody is in the book, some of these photos come to life. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it so is cool. <laughs> it's uh, augmented reality, and the idea is that we're working with a group that has an app that can recognize an image. So usually with augmented reality, you have to put a pattern into an image, mm-hmm. and they've figured out a way to, that just the image itself is enough to trigger um, so that it will go to a specific URL and play a video, which could be an interview with the person involved, person who took the photo, uh, possibly a history of what this image represents. Yeah, so we feel like it would be... a real engaging aspect for kids, middle school kids, to be able to use a smart device, hold it over an image in a book, and have video presented to them. I think it's awesome. And how, and how will these school, uh, schools get a hold of that book? Well, we'll be donating it to all of the middle schools, and then we'll expand to high schools in the St. Louis metropolitan region. And then from there, the more successful the project is, the more books that we'll give to schools, books and e- e-books as Very well. Very cool. Very for cool. For classrooms. After school is the is the goal, because you can't get into curriculum in schools. But No. Uh, we're taking an art and history bend for after school. Projects are being developed, and yeah. Wow. Good stuff. That's admirable, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an admiral now? <laughs> admiral Steve is here you with call, us today. I'd rather, I'd rather be Commodore. <laughs> <laughs> Commodore, really? Why? Because I, 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 I think Commodore is higher than Admiral. I have no idea. Either Just do say I. King. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, kings. Kings have this whole assassination issue. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Plus, they're not really. They, do they have power anymore? Are there kings? Does anybody have a king, like Sweden. a real king? Oh, do they? Yeah, there's a king of Sweden. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, see, so I, I'm not good with these things. I'm, I couldn't tell you geography. Spain. Forget Spain it. Spain still has royal that's family. True. That is yeah. true. Yeah, I went to Spain totally not knowing a thing. Yeah, I, I had not a clue what was going on, and and. And I, but I had the best experience. Were you there for how long? I was there for a year, and uh, the school set you up with a family. I didn't dig my family. I ended up Ooh. finding another family, <clears throat> and I had like the awesome family. I had like the pe- the family that lived in the ritzy part of town, and they were very well off. And I had this awesome place to live, and I fell in love with the children. And it, and I'm still to this day. I mean, the kids no. are all over in different parts of the world, and we're on Facebook together, and I've seen them grown up and I see pictures of their kids and it's it's it was a great experience. That is. But I'm glad I went out on my own and the school wasn't happy with me. They were like, you're not supposed to do that. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> I do a lot of things I'm not supposed to do, but it seems to work out in the end. So. And here we are. And, and yet here we are post- podcasting. It's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and doing crazy, crazy TEDx events. So our next event, can we talk about that at all? Sure, sure. Yeah. It's sketchy at this point, but we've got some details. we got some. Let's talk. All right, uh, December 10th. December 10th, yay. Uh, the Skip Veer, mm-hmm. which is on Lindbergh. It's on Chaminade's campus. It's a gorgeous facility, seats 1,000. Yeah. Um, it's going to be nice. Yeah. It's really nice. I mean, and it's fun because we've got to go to some different places. We've gone to the Sheldon. We were at Harristow last year yeah. and Chaminade this year. So a little hesitant going away from the city center, but, you know, a, a theater that size, they, they just don't exist everywhere. Right. So. 
Well, and with space for all of our exhibitors because we right. love having the exhibitors involved, and that's a that's a very big part of what we do. So. And then feeding seven or eight hundred people, you yeah. know. So <laughs> we, we have some some high demands on a facility. Yes, we do. I yeah. mean, it's a very different event than most of the places we've gone to. They are not used to our sort of an event. No, and they do love us. Yeah, I mean, that's the fun thing. They. They love having us, and they, they it, it's just interesting seeing these event planners actually seeming to have fun. <laughs> like, wow, this is great. <laughs> we love this. This is so different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I don't know that we knew it was going to be that different. It was just what yeah. we thought was a good idea to do, and other TEDx's have done. Like we saw at Mile we High. Saw, yes, we went to Denver and checked out the TEDx there, and they had exhibitors. Yeah. They had a large theater, I mean, and awesome speakers. They did. We always have awesome speakers. I can't wait to see. We, we have no idea who we're having yet. No. Do we? No. 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 It's, it is a mystery. I do have one artist in mind. Ooh. Not All saying. Right. Okay, don't yeah. say yet. Yeah. Well, we're going to need to take another break, and we will be right back with Mishmash and Steve Summers. Yay. Pit Dorable is having an adoption event come out in CS April 10th at Groomer Has It Pet Resort and Spa at 2023 Lime Ferry Road in St. Louis, Missouri. It's going to be 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So stop by and see us and meet Katie Beth. And we're back with Mishmash. Uh, this is Mish Hancock. I'm talking to Steve Summers. Steve, this is one of my favorite parts. Oh, podcast. I like I, I like it too. Then, Mish. <laughs> okay, is this the uh, <clears throat> the challenge <laughs> this round? This is when I get to ask you wacky questions. These these are these are going to be a little interesting. So, are you ready? Uh, probably not. But go. <laughs> All right. So, let's say that you could design a firework, which is also known as a low explosive pyrotechnic. Mm. Um, <laughs> I saw that on Wikipedia, and I thought it was hilarious, so I had to say it. So, what would your firework look like in the sky? What design would it be or colors or it would spell something. Ooh. I don't know how that would work. I don't know if it's physically <laughs> Doesn't possible. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Doesn't it'll matter. work or not. It's it's your imagination. And I think it might just say wow because wow. like how the hell did you do that? Because I don't think like, you can do it. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. ah. Well, like I that, like that. Because this is what people, people say. would just be reading. <laughs> Except it would be unfair for the illiterate. Who'd be like <laughs> What is wow, no, ooh. No. <laughs> you know, okay, wait, I don't even know why this is reminding me of this, but when I lived in Spain, we used to go see the Prince movie, the Purple Rain movie, all oh, the time. Okay. I was like, I had my obsession with Prince. And at the end, when Prince is just singing, and he's not saying words, he's just like going, ooh, ah, oh. In Spanish, the subtitles were like, I love you, baby, you are my baby, you are the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm like, dude. Wow. We get a lot out of our oohs and ahs. It's the language of love. <laughs> yeah, they were interpreting it. That. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Those romantic languages. Now, this one is a total Steve question. Um, if you could go back in time, which I know that time travel is dangerous, but if you could go, <laughs> <laughs> you're not questioning the the feasibility of it. You're just questioning the danger. Okay. <laughs> but oh. if you could go back in time. Without the danger. Without the danger. Like everything, they've, Don't they've mind studied the physics. it. All the little mice and rats and right. everything and made it okay. Right, and step on a dragonfly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go on. What historical event would you chronicle? Mm. I know. Man, that's tough. There'd be so many. Vesuvius would be interesting. <laughs> Although I'd want a little bit of, you know, I'd want to have the time frame. Uh, 
You know, I think the first thing I went to was sort of uh, the Italian Roman. I'd be curious. That that would be some. Uh, I'd be all over the e pluribus unum. Oh, all yeah. right. <laughs> uh, not not like the Big Bang or something. Well, that seems. <laughs> well, would, does anybody have a pencil? <laughs> well, there's actually no two elements combined, so no, not yet. There is not a pencil. Um, dinosaurs would be, you know, kind of scary. Um, yeah, well, it's kind of like when people talk about the dinosaurs, you know, when, whenever we talk about, oh, this animal's going extinct and that animal's going extinct. And, you know, sometimes it was probably a good idea that dinosaurs went extinct. I don't know that we could coexist with them easily. They're called birds. <laughs> oh, oh, is that what it is? That's what they are Where now. did you learn that, from Jurassic? Uh, no, it was after. <laughs> I learned that along with Pluto no longer being a planet. I feel bad for Pluto. Wow. Uh, it's it's just not fair. The dog or the planetoid? The the, the planet. Toid. <laughs> the, the planetoid. Planetoid. No longer a planet. No. I mean, do you, don't you think it's kind of out there going, what the heck? Yeah. Did you see that they think they might have discovered yet another? That's like huge. Yeah. Huge. But you can't call it the 10th planet because... It seems weird to have 10 planets. Nine seems like a better number for well, whatever Pluto's reason Well, Pluto's out. This other one's maybe in. Okay, so, fine. But to your point, uh, <laughs> either Rome or Mesopotamia, I think an early society... Early society. Early, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, now let's pretend, again, not dangerous, that you can go into the future. What event do you Which see in the future that you'd like to... theoretically possible. Okay, is you know? it? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you take gravity into consideration. Ah. But anyway. The gravity holds many, the key to many things that we they, don't know. They do. It, it actually, does, yeah. It I don't know what they are yet, <laughs> but I'll tell you when I find out. <laughs> No, so let's say you can go into the future and there, there's an event. What event do you foresee happening that you would like to? Wow. Okay. That's a lot of uh, stuff. <laughs> well, I, I think, again, if uh, I'd like to see what things are like in a thousand years, hopefully the the computer robot overlords are kind. <laughs> they're not, they're not like, yeah. we're not slaves to no, the no, computer no. They're, they're, Hopefully they're just indifferent to us and they'll let <laughs> us live our little lives. That, like they don't have emotions like the Borg or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Asmanov's first rules of robotic, you know, that those have held. Um, yeah, so let's just throw out a thousand years to see what, because I have to imagine in a hundred years, things are going to be crazy different. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm looking for self-driving cars in 10 years. I thought we were already supposed to have those, at least the flying cars, flying which I cars. never could figure out the no, flying cars anyway. there was anyway. no sense to that. It, it sounds interesting, but how What? How would that... It's like monkeys running the amusement yeah, park. You I mean, just don't well, how like do you... Where's the lanes? I doubt, there are no lanes. <laughs> which are would, there levels? You which know? would fit our, our method of living quite well. <laughs> there are no lanes. Do you, but a thousand years, I mean, do you think you would like go a little wacky crazy because it'd be so different, like you couldn't relate to it at Can all. Can I come back? Yeah, I, I would let you come back. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of overlords, <laughs> Because, of you. course, I would be in charge of the time machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miss, are you sure? Just, it's okay. I'm just going to push this button. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, there's mole people coming at us. Yeah. I've seen those movies. What about you? Where would you go? Where would, well, I'm kind of on the same line as you. I would want to that singularity, that whole idea that we're going to merge mm. with technology. I want to see what it looks like. Have you heard of Singularity U? No. There is. 
There is. You should watch a TED Talk. There's some TED Talks. (laughs) I never catch those. I don't have time either. (laughs) I'm too busy making the damn things happen. No, we're too busy making TED Talks. Seriously, Singularity U. Yeah, Singularity University. Can I I get like a degree in Singularity or? It's a collective degree. Oh, okay. I don't know what that even (laughs) means. Is it a Kickstarter? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it's this. It's these wacky people. Call them wacky, but who have that. In mind, I mean, that's already their goal is the singularity. It's right, yeah. But it's, I mean, some people are doing it. I oh, know yeah. that there's people that have chips in their hands so they can open their doors and do all kinds of things. And it's over in Europe somewhere. You know how crazy they are. It's in metric. <laughs> it's. I think it was. Oh gosh, and I saw it. Have you ever watched um, Darknet? No. I think it's a Showtime show, um, and it just talks about all the different crazy things that go on in the internet. And actually, Henry Evans was on it. Was he really? Yes, he was on one of the episodes. Hen- Henry Evans is a quadriplegic. He was one of our uh, TEDx speakers, yep. and he, he came on stage with a uh, uh, what, what do we, we call, call that? that? Presence, a virtual presence, a, yes. a robot, a machine he can control with his eyes. It was su- it was a great Palo Alto. talk. Yeah, it was. So so. Physically, he was in California, but he was on our doing stage. a TEDx talk on, you know, our stage here in the city. But yeah, it um, there's a part in there where it talked about this this group of people that they've all got they've got chips in them that so they just go up to their car door or their door of their house and clunk it opens wow. and oh that's pretty it's pretty wild yeah I mean, I, it, I'd it's, I'd be for it a chip in my hand I'm okay with chips in my head. Not so much. It depends on what they're doing. What it was like the Matrix, where you could like learn, you know, yeah. Taekwondo overnight. The ma- <laughs> well, the Matrix wasn't really good, f- you know. Anyway, anyway. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. So what else do you want to share with us? We just have a couple minutes left. Anything else you want to make sure we know or talk about? Well, other than that TEDx is really going to rock it this year. Yeah. I think we've got a tight organization. We've learned a lot. From our last three years. Yes, we have. Yeah. We are we are coming into this in a much more mature way. And how amazing is it that you you must talk to people all the time who are like, if only I knew you guys existed. Yes, if I hear that all the I time. Knew. Well, we're trying. Yeah, we, but, we, it's not for lack of, of trying. We are trying to get the word out. Yeah, and know? people just need to, I guess, come to our Facebook page, sign up for a newsletter so that they stay up to date, right? Yeah, we'll tell you what's going on. Uh, it's a great organization. We bring... People that are connected to our area yes. on our stage, St. which Louis I centric. think is very, um, which says a lot. You know, we want to show showcase St. Louis, so we do. That's what we do. Because St. Louis rocks, like just thank like you, Cleveland. Steve, I thank you so much for being thank here you, today. And, Always uh, a joy to hang of with. Of course, you. we'll hang out again soon. Yes, we will. God knows. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Thanks, thank Mish. you all for listening. Thank you, Steve Summers, and uh, you've been listening to Mishmash. Have a wonderful day. 